0: Alright, it is Thursday, March 16th uh, on the prayer list. Um, Continue to pray for the Davis family and the loss of um, Reverend Davis, our children, our grandchildren, all of us. Marta and Charles and Sebron. Give praise to the Lord for Sebron uh, finding his briefcase that was lost court situation and he's trying to get custody of his children for uh, Marco's salvation for his son our friends Larry and Sheila Chuck Knipp blessings our police fire and EMS workers Bob's children Stephanie and Michael unsafe family members People in Ohio, apparently the EPA is finally digging into the soil up there to see what they're dealing with. They ignored it as long as they could. People in Europe, our country's so-called leaders. Bud for a speedy recovery, yes. Reverend Davis family, grandchildren, Rex, Larry, Eric, Ted America unsaved family members patriots J6 prisoners Ray for him and Judy and that the uh, hospitals hospice with meeting would go well and be good for her praying for lost loved ones and um, peace for Israel that's a good prayer we uh know when that's going to happen, so that's like praying for the Lord's return. And the Bible tells us to do that, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Blood victims out in California, right? And probably other places. George Weiser, Sr. and George Weiser, Jr. and Joe of salvation. Larry Blevins for his health. Phil Tobelman, health. And um, rob uh, hardy and um beverly hardy jeremy patterson for health preston or O R R, Preston sartell. Uh, sartell health reverend davis family all right let's join hands and father god we thank you for this assembly we thank you for being mindful of our prayers, our supplications. Thank you again for the meal we had earlier. Please be with Christian and Chase while they're out at the farm. May they be saved and blessed and protected. And for our pets that we all love, and we just pray, God, that you would come soon. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Open up to Mark chapter 5. I'm in my Thompson Chain reference, King James, starting with uh, verse 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Boy, that's same today, isn't it? go to all these uh, quacks and give them all this money and put all your faith in them and nothing gets better, just worse in most cases, many cases at least. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, she came into the press, the crowd behind, and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch, but his clothes I shall be whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Now, of course, he knew. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said unto her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be whole of thy plague okay so she said in verse 28 if I may touch his clothes I'll be whole she believed all she had to do is touch his clothes and she'd be whole somehow he knew this And Jesus says in verse 34 that it was her faith that made her whole. He didn't say it's because you touched me, you became whole. It is your faith that has delivered you of this plague. Verse 35, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. This has happened in other places. These three disciples, it is believed, and it seems evident that they had the faith to bolster what Christ would do, rather than having the doubt to pull things down because unbelief pulls things down. Uh, There's a place in Mark, it's the next chapter, I think, so that he could do no miracles there because of their unbelief. Um, Unbelief, we've talked about this before, it really ought to be revisited, you know, quite often. he took Peter's name from John because they believed. And so, uh, verse thirty-eight. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, what and weep? The damsel is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed him to scorn. Let me stop right there. You kind of got to wonder if their mourning and whining and crying was even legit, if they could turn around and laugh that easily but, but, because Christ said she was only asleep.
1: They were paid.
0: Yeah, they did pay mourners at times, didn't they? But when he had put them all out, he, ta- he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying, and he took the damsel by the hand, and said unto her, Talathai kumar, which is being interpreted damsel, I say unto thee, arise, and straight away the damsel arose, and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged them straightly, that no man could should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. We see this theme of belief, uh, Mark 11, verse 24. This is very, very powerful, and people, blaze right past it. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Believe you're going to receive them. Believe even that you have received them in some uh, translations, and you'll have them. So the belief that you're going to get it or do have it is is all it is taking to get this. It's whatever you're asking, could that's
2: being in accordance with God's will for you in your life. I mean, you could ask for something way out there, that but you're, you're not. Yeah, if
0: you're not abiding in Him and His Word abiding in right, you, you, we'll get ask for it anyway. That's it. Like, I want a new Porsche 911, Lord. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz, Janice Joplin saying. Um, Matthew 21, verse 22. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Now, if you ask for something absurd, you probably wouldn't really believe that you're going to get that. But it's possible, too, to pray for something that the Lord would want you to have and and not believe that you're going to get that, and then you don't. Your unbelief cost you that blessing. 1 John chapter 5. <clears throat> going to be verses 14 and 15. He writes, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now a lot of people say, well I asked this and I asked that and I didn't get it, and that just must not have been his will. It's also possible that you just didn't believe. Because unbelief will squelch your blessings. So, you know, he tells us that he knows what we need: food, clothing, shelter. He tells us that I provide for the sparrows; they don't worry where they're going to live, what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink. I don't worry uh, with provision for you know the uh, clothing. You shouldn't worry about what you're going to wear. Look at these lilies in the field here. Even Solomon wasn't dressed as well. So he just made those flowers and just, just beauty, absolute beauty. The beauty of God's creation continues to amaze. Um, You know, we see these pictures, rotating pictures on the Google Chromecast and yeah, I know Google's evil, but God can even use them for good. Just landscapes and, and the beauty of nature, uh, Absolutely amazing what God has done.
3: It's like we had down film uh, in the bottom of the sea. And even as deep and as dark as it was, you turn a light on it. the beauty of the stuff. Yes, that's yes. Down there.
0: Amen. Well, Well, um, so 1 John 5, uh, 14 and 15. Uh, I read... Uh, We ask anything according to his will and heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, this is verse 15. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now, these are words being written to born-again believers. Uh, Go ahead and go to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. And it'll be just this verse, verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Well, there's a couple of qualifiers. If you abide in him and his word abides in you. Do you read the word of God? Do you understand it as best you're able? The Holy Spirit will help you understand it. That's First John 2, verse 27, I think. Um, you will understand it. By the Holy Spirit. His word abides in you and you abide in Him. When you are born again, you know, Jesus talks about you are in Him and He is in you. Now going will go to chapter 17. I didn't make a note, but this is the Lord praying um, that even for us, uh, Verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world. These are the disciples, this is us. But thou shouldst keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me unto the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. We are sent into the world. (coughs) To do what? Take trips to Vegas and play the slots? We're sent into the world to bring the gospel to whoever will hear it. Neither pray I for these alone, verse 20, but for them also which shall believe on me through their work. He's praying for the disciples right there and for those who would believe because of the work of the disciples, he's praying for them too. Well, that's us. The Lord prayed for us right here. Verse 21, that they may all be one as thou, Father art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Um, Salvation in Christ joins us spiritually to God. We become what is referred to as the body of Christ. We are called the Bride of Christ. John chapter 14, verse 13. (coughs) It says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I remember being (laughs) aggravated one time. This fellow is a, it was his uh, stepson. Had a what he was told was a tumor on his uh, hip bone because it cracked. He's like 14 years old playing basketball, roll retreat. And uh, they took him and told him all this stuff. And so, you know, I said, we're going to pray. And we did. And we prayed for that young man. And I didn't think anymore about it, I didn't ask anything else about it. We were driving for Flying Jay, and I, it just occurred to me, he goes, that um, I better ask about that boy. And he said, oh yeah. He said, uh, last time we went up there to UVA, they put him through all them MRIs and everything. And he'd been using these crutches and come out there and said, you toss those crutches away. There's nothing wrong. There's no imperfections at all with, the, with that bone. It's perfectly normal. Well, I, you know, could we not praise God? Could He not say, "You know, thank you for you know praying, praise God for healing this young man"? Guess not. You know, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge God because they fear that that means they'll be accountable to Him. But what they don't realize is they're accountable to Him whether they acknowledge Him or not. Go to Psalm eighty-two. says uh, the beginning, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Now that's a little g, God. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. <clears throat> Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the <clears throat> wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out, of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Now go to Gospel of John, chapter 10. And this is actually the last verse I've written down. I know we're moving fast. (coughs) John 10. Uh, Let's pick up verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones to stone him. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because thou, that thou being a man makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods? If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, not because uh, because I said I am the Son of God. Thou blasphemest, because I said I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe me not, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Your are gods. <clears throat> what does that mean? I looked up some things on this today. As with most such verses and concepts, People vary they get around the point by saying a few things and closing out the page and going on to the next subject. A little g, God, gods are powerful. They have power. You know, we just read Psalm 82, six. They have certain abilities, but that's all of us as children of God, we've got abilities there are things that we can do that the animal kingdom cannot do the power of belief is that the power to believe, the power to disbelieve the double edged sword of having faith and not having faith you can create or you can destroy based on what you believe What did Jesus mean when he said, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move this mountain. You can uproot that tree, toss it into the ocean. You can just demand it, claim it. It could be done. Nobody believes that though, do they? No one. No one had ever seen such a thing. No one believes it could be. I um, came upon a book today I went ahead and bought the audiobook copy. It's called You Are the Placebo. And I was aware of some of this stuff from the things I'd read with uh, Dr. John Sarno, um, Steve Ozanich. But I wasn't aware of all of this. This is an 11 hour audiobook, it's a pretty long book. It's probably 120,000 words, I would guess. The man that wrote it was Dr. Chiropractic. He was hit on a bicycle uh, back in 84, 85, I think he said, some mid-80s. He was; They were doing a triathlon, they were doing a race, and of course, he was in really good shape. Somebody just ran past a cop that was holding traffic back and just plowed right into him. And he said um, the initial impact knocked him 20 30 yards and the woman driving this thing didn't even realize she'd hit a bike he was a he he said it was a bronco on a lift kit and the woman was in her about eighty years old so this that's <laughs> strange she might have been driving her grandson's monster truck but she hit the he she hit him And kept going. I mean in front didn't even realize it. He grabbed, he said, the bumper of the thing when it came back up on him again and tried to pull himself up to see you know, let her see that she'd hit him and tried to get himself into a position where she couldn't steer and run into him if he was hanging on to the bumper. Run him over he had seven crushed vertebrae several uh, herniated discs uh, he was in traction um four different surgeons said you've got to have these rods <clears throat> these stainless steel rods if you want to have any chance of even walking again if any chance of even standing upright and he really didn't want to get surgery that's why he got four different opinions and you know, like with one of those other fellows that uh, that testimony uh, of John Sarno, that guy said he didn't want surgery. <clears throat> he went to four different professionals. They all said, get it. But he said he didn't have anything to do but lay there face down, day in and day out. And he had heard of people healing themselves and they would go into remission from cancer or he had heard and personally I believe he said knew a woman who was um, in a wheelchair from MS who began working on her own body just by meditating could this be possible he wondered and he said I didn't have anything else to do he said I just took two different times two hours a day I meditated on my body getting my subconscious mind in line with my conscious mind and he said I just and when I first started doing it he said, I messed it up. <clears throat> I wanted a goal. I had a goal. I wanted to stand up and I wanted to walk. But I wanted to put myself mentally through the process that would get me to that point. And it was a step-by-step thing. And he said it was tough because I, I'd i spent... It wouldn't be five minutes into this two-hour session. And I'm already thinking negatively. Like, what's it going to be like to spend my life in a wheelchair? What's it going to be like to... Maybe not even get that far. Maybe not even be able to get up and into the chair. He said, when I realized I was having negative thoughts, I went back to square one and started my mental process again, just thinking through step by step. And he said it took a while. I think he said he was nigh into it a month before he got through it the first time, all the way to everything he believed he needed to do in order to sit up on the bed put his feet on the floor and stand up and walk now uh, we've got testimony of a man who was given a kidney Uh, he was living with one and it was failing and a Pentecostal church praying for him Uh, Pastor Albert Carroll was telling me about this Uh, and he himself Albert Carroll got a a severe heart problem healed. And he was told he couldn't preach because he could drop dead of a heart attack any second. Well, he got healed. He got healed while he was praying for a young lady over the phone. And he felt a burning in his chest and he thought, I'm having a heart attack and I'm about to go. But that burning was the touch of the Lord. But it was brought on by a desire from others. Others praying for him. But if you could, if you're praying for somebody who does not believe that they're going to get well, then that's where it's going to be left. They're not going to get well if they don't believe it. <clears throat> and again, that fellow from that congregation. Uh, who had been being prayed for, he began to feel better and went and got checked and not only did he have a restored kidney, he had another one. He had another one. He had the pair that God designed him to have. What is our role in taking hold of these blessings? Belief. Again, it says in one of the Gospels that a certain place, Jesus could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. They just didn't believe it. So, this book is called You Are the Placebo. I don't know what the guy, I'm not far enough into it yet to know if what particular faith, uh, if any, he has. But, um,. I guess for the past near 40 years, he's been studying all these cases and compiling all of this evidence that believing that you will be restored and then mentally willing that to happen, expecting it, just seeming to know that this will take place, then it works. Now visualization is a huge part of this. Um, Conor McGregor, that MMA fighter. He visualizes the one he beat that made him famous, had never been beaten. He spent weeks visualizing everything about the trip to the Coliseum, what it might look like in the locker room, what it might smell like, the roar of the crowd, the feel of the ropes and the ring and the canvas below his feet saw it over and over and over. And he told an interviewer, he said, what I'm gonna do, I mean, and the guy, his opponent could have easily seen this, probably did see that uh, interview. He says, I'm gonna come up to him and I'm gonna make him feel like he's got a clear shot at me and I'm pulling back like this. He had visualized this over and over and he's gonna miss and then I'm gonna hit. I mean, he had him knocked out in less than 30 seconds and that's exactly what happened. He said it was going to happen and that's exactly how it happened. So the uh, the author of the, the book, again, I'm, I'm listening to an audio book, you can get it in print if you want. He said part of visualizing and realizing something is going on ahead and uh, adding to that the receiving of that wish or that thing. Just imagine how you would act taking hold of this trophy. Imagine that as though it's already happened. Go over it in your mind. I'm receiving the trophy. And he said, and then you can create it. It'll it'll happen. And when I heard that line, I thought of Mark eleven twenty-four. whatsoever things you ask, believe that you already have it and you'll have it. It's yours. I think there's a huge misunderstanding that um, we can't use our power of belief to accomplish much in our own lives. You know, it's like the Lord has given us this toolbox. And I got everything I need in there to service my lawnmower or whatever. And I'm sitting there saying, Lord, I need you to come here and grab this wrench. I need you to put that wrench on that spark plug. I need you to twist that spark plug and screw it all the way out so I can put a new one in, or actually so you can put it in. So you can put that spark plug in, and you tighten it back in, Lord, and you put the spark plug cap on, you pull the rope, and start the motor. He's equipped us. Why should we ask him to do something that he has given us the ability to do? And is that just Christians? I don't think so. I think anybody has this ability. They have this particular ability to. Manifest things and bring things about just by sheer belief. What about these seven sons of Siva in Acts 19? Well, they were casting people out by... Casting out demons by Jesus' name. Well, Jesus' name is powerful in that situation. They believed the demons had come out. They did come out. Maybe it was just the name of Jesus that did it. I can I can go there. But we see all of these stories accounts, credible accounts of people who are not Christians who simply believed something and they brought it to pass. It came to pass. They brought it to fruition. They didn't, they never doubted anywhere along the way. They did not doubt. There is some I will call it a supernatural ability. There's a supernatural ability that God has given us in that ability to visualize and believe, you are gods. You get—you're not going to create the universes, and you're always going to be subordinate to the God who made you. But you're—you're you're something more than a dog or a cat.
2: That last team in there—they couldn't get rid of unless they had that prayer and fasting thing going on. And that, that demon. demon? Yeah. yeah, and then they beat the heck out of them seven guys. Yep. It's like, why did that happen? You know, they didn't have enough faith. Yeah.
0: Just as soon as that demon asked, "Well, you know, who are you?" All we know,
2: and Jesus, we know, but who are you? But if they invoked the name of Jesus, I mean, the name above all names, I, I don't understand why they couldn't get that last dude out of there.
0: Well, Jesus said of another in Mark nine, "These come out by prayer and fasting." Mm. Now that fasting is not in some of the later translations. It's in the King James, so it does belong there. King James is the plumb line. We need to compare every translation. Did to. they ever get rid of that?
2: Did Jesus come along and yeah. get rid of yeah. that
0: yeah. character? Yeah, because you know, it was like an epileptic seizure. Of course, we today want to medicate that. We uh, don't seem to...
2: Then you know, that, that critter wound up finding somebody else to indwell. They do.
0: Christ said they would, or that they'll come back to where they started, find the house swept clean, come back, bring seven more with them. Demons are out there. And according to the book of Enoch, whether you, know, you want to believe it or not, it, it indicates that they are the souls of the hybrids, the Nephilim. That's where they came from. They're bound to this earth.
2: So I think it's imperative that we put on that full armor of God to keep that, from, that very thing from happening. If you have the Holy Spirit
0: in you, you're not being dwelled by a devil. I mean, the Holy Spirit's not going to share share an apartment with the devil. Uh, but you know, you're sealed. What does that mean? You're sealed. Your your salvation mm-hmm. is assured. And you know, now they how the how the demons get at how Satan gets at us who are sealed, who are born again, who have the Holy Spirit. He gets at us through people we love who are not saved. And he, he wants to break our hearts or cost us a good night's sleep. Anything he can do to stir trouble. So uh, as I continued listening to this book, um, placebo trials. One was for um, depression. This woman had been depressed all her life. She was at the end of her rope, couldn't get any pills to work. So there was a new one being done, and that she signed up for the study. Uh, these are. Uh, this is the new medication, it was actually affects her. So obviously, that's happened a long time ago, because that crap's been out there a while. And I do mean garbage. That's all this that stuff is. But, uh, but you'll hear people swear by it. Yeah, you will. And, and listen, and you'll find out how that works. The lady immediately began feeling better when she was taking her medication that she was assigned. She knew that half of this group of 50-some people were going to get placebos instead of real medicine. And she wasn't sure at first if she got the real thing or not, but then she started getting nauseous. And she remembered that that was one of the side effects or possible side effects of the real medicine. So she... Okay, I got the real stuff, and doggone if it's not working. It's great. I've never felt so good in my life, and on and on and on. And she had the placebo. She got the placebo. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't believe it. The power of suggestion. Exactly. Um, Crazy.
1: There's no money in placebos, though.
0: (laughs) No, that's the problem, and that's why all of this knowledge, and it is true knowledge, and I believe God wants us to know these things. I really do. He wants us to use the toolkit that he gave us instead of the toolkit that he gave some surgeon somewhere. I knew about the study on the knees. They took people who all believed and were told they needed a knee replacement and um, they did two traditional types of surgery and the third one was a sham surgery. They simply made cuts and didn't do anything. That group was far better off when the leg healed up. They recovered much quicker. They didn't feel pain anymore. They didn't believe there was any need to, and there really wouldn't have been. But if you, if you believe that there's a reason to feel pain, then you keep on feeling it. Um, even heart surgery. They did similar things with that. They found out that some of the people who got sham surgeries had arteries unclog, valves heal up. You can do it. You just have to focus on it and know it. And and, and it's not magic. It's not it, it's not anything outside of this word. It's just something that we can do. Yet Modern medicine has taught us anything but that. Modern medicine says, no, nah, you got to go get this done. You got to get this worked on. Rotator cuff surgery. Another com- complete sham. You can take somebody that's not in any, any shoulder pain at all. And um, you're going to find that a good percentage of them have that little tear. Oh, you've got a torn rotator cuff. Oh, look, you got you got crow's feet next to your eyes here. you got these little lines. You've got degenerative skin disease. You know, these people
2: really need to be bullwhipped into the pits of hell. We but, did that with an engineer. Remember, I told you that. We, we Over there at McDonald Douglas, he said, Are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. you suggested to him. Yeah. There was all these other guys oh, that God. were doing that. Pretty soon, a guy checked out. My mom's sick. That, was, there was, nothing nothing wrong with him, that was mean. It's the well, power suggestion. You feel okay? I'm pretty sure they got you out. caused
0: him to believe. I you, do that. You and, oh, other guys. Yeah, it wasn't they caused him to believe that he wasn't well, and yet <laughs> so he begins believing that he's not well. They, you know, the the big secret in so-called cancer medicine is the uh, spontaneous remission. It's not spontaneously remission. It's that the body took care of it. The body took care of it. It's doing it all the time, too. Well, you know, you're past 50. You better go let somebody ram something up with the exit only shoot, <clears throat> just to see. Absolutely not. I would not do that. There will be no lives saved through such quackery. Only pockets line.
2: But there's an awful lot of people that do die from
0: chronic diseases. And if you would... I'll tell you what. There's going to be one common denominator if you trace them back. They run to the doctor and get checked, get checked, get checked. Get that x-ray. Get that MRI. Oh, look at this. There's something there. And the person walks away saying, gosh, you know what? There's something there. I'm going to die. That could have been there for another 30, 40
2: years. But I mean, I'm... When I went in one day, I, I, I had to have blood taken out, and the numbers were off the charts. When you had, had to that, have How would you feel before that?
0: Probably pretty good. Me. I don't recall you ever feeling bad. Really? You you know. But the numbers it, didn't lie. I mean, oh, no. The, yeah, they do, though. <laughs> um, people have changed their diabetic condition just by I meditation, that. visualizing they brought their blood pressure down. Uh, Now, as I worked at Flying J for 17 years and managed the trucks there for more than 10 years and the drivers, I saw the official allowable blood pressure numbers drop two times while I was there. The idea is to get everybody on some kind of blood pressure pill. When you learn the truth about blood pressure medicine, what that really does, it's like, you know what? My engine's overheating. Good day. Hey, that gauge is over here. It's getting over here kind of close to the red. It's overheating. Let me give you a tool to bend that needle back a little bit, just so it's not quite so hot.
2: It's like the lady that went in the, the Napa Auto Store and said, I need a longer dipstick because this one doesn't reach the oil. <laughs> it's just that. So, you know, the,
0: hey, babe. Could you top Ray's tea up? He drink tea. Or whatever he's drinking. Yeah. Whiskey? <laughs> he's chugging it. Um, and, you know, they did the same thing with sugar. I saw them like at least three, probably four of those drivers. This is not that common for everybody to turn around and have to be on sugar pills. And um, so they... Start them off on on sugar pills. You take these pills to uh, keep your sugar down, and what that will do is systematically wean you off of your pancreas, and then what? You're taking insulin shots. Who
3: was the old doctor, Ryan, that rode the horse around?
0: Oh, Sheffy. Yeah, he had placebo pills. I knew about that, yeah. He
3: he had aspirin pills or something he'd give everybody, and Oh, they get well. Just they
0: thing. believed that it would. They believed in him. Guess what else is a placebo effect? Surgery, back surgery is a. See, most back surgeries fail. Most people who get back surgery come out worse than when they started. But for those who claim it was a cure all, uh, the evidence is it was a placebo effect. Well, if a placebo works, that's good. That's great. You know, if you need that, if you want, to, if you need to believe that then then go ahead. And the fellow's writing this book says, "Yeah, I'm not telling anybody to, you know, stop taking anything or do, you know, I'm not going to tell you don't get this
2: surgery if you think you need it." I think there's a lot of people that are hypochondriacs. But, of course. And and I think that's the road you you're talking about, but there are genuine problems in this world that have to be dealt with through physicians God has given us. I don't believe that- so. i'm not a christian scientist now
0: wait if i get in a car wreck and my legs severed to the point of me dying yes i need a doctor to sew that up or you know a broken bone you need it to be set but they have created all this stuff by this imaging stuff you are always going to see something you know on these images you're going to see something quit letting them do it because by their own admission, CAT scans cause fifteen thousand cases of terminal cancer a year alone. They, this the radiation keep that crap away from you.
2: I had to have forty-two of those shots given to me, and it dried up whatever the problem was. I just had blood taken the other day out there because they're checking the PSA levels again to make sure that cancer doesn't, you know, kick off again. Well, you
0: know? if you're you're well, you're well, and just believe that you are,
2: and. They well, yeah. said I'd have been dead by now if I hadn't done anything. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're right. Why well, find out they were? Huh? <laughs> I would have hated to find out that they were. Well, we told you you were going to dive We didn't do anything, but I don't know how they would have contacted me.
0: Well, uh, again, the fellow, the author of the book, I can't remember his name, but yeah, they there was four different uh, orthopedic surgeons told him he wasn't going to walk again. Now, if you
2: had a heart attack right now, what do you think would happen? We just have a little prayer session right here. And Probably
0: you could. Yeah, I, honestly you could. Do you believe it or do you not? Well, and it also would depend on what I believe. I'll tell you right now what I believe. I believe I'm not going to have a heart attack. I know that. You know, um, I, um, I, I my know. my personal problem is muscle pain and joint pain, and uh, and my, the expectations of movement to bring about pain. You can't wish them away. Yes, and I did this evening. Uh, And did it go away? It did. I mean, okay, you know, not to get too descriptive, but I had a shower, you know, and I'm finished up with a shower. I moved my legs in a certain way to get get my britches on. And my uh, glute glute muscles, my butt muscle, both of them just hurt. It's just a sharp jabbing pain. And I had just been listening to some of this and I said, okay, wait a minute. I know better than this. I'm gonna put my legs back where they were and we're gonna make this motion again and they're not gonna feel it this time. And I didn't. It's all here. Of course, all pain's in your head anyway. All pain, real pain. You cut yourself bad. You know, pain's up here. It's registered,
3: been, It's been headaches. But that's
0: nature's way of telling you there's something wrong. Yeah, get your hand off that hot stove kind of thing. Exactly. The body, uh, in fact, there's a syndrome, I don't remember the name of it, but people can get it that they can't experience pain. And they usually don't live very long because they um, end up doing something and not realizing it. They can get badly cut on a hike and just bleed out. Thank you, babe. (laughs) Bleed out on the hike and, and not even realize it. And feel the pain, so you need pain. That's that's God's design. We're supposed to feel pain, but we're not supposed to have memory pain and uh, the pain of expectation. Like every time I do, you know, you've heard the old thing. Oh, yeah, I broke that that leg when I was seven, and ever since then, the cold, you know, stormy weather comes on. Oh, it just aches and aches. You expect it to. There's no science to that. There ain't any science to that. You know, you expect it to, and it does. All right, Turbo.
2: See, I wouldn't know. I think there's a time and place for each of the for doctors and what it is for real talking. doctors, for yeah, good for doctors. real doctors, not mean, the
0: ones that are looking for something. I mean, okay, right. let's let's, let's, let's compare Mechanics. What about mechanics? Do we need mechanics? Yeah, because there's legit car problems. But what about? Well, you know, car's running fine. All all seems well. I'm gonna take it down to quack mechanicry and see what they say just to make sure. They better check it. Well we run an oil analysis and you got a little bit of, of uh you got a little, little bit of lead and a little bit of uh, copper in there and that's your bearings. And uh you're probably gonna need a full uh <laughs> engine overhaul. Now let's see what I'm saying. God gave us common sense though. But see, common sense used to be believe the doctors because they weren't quacks like they most In of them a multitude
2: all. of counselors, there's wisdom, godly counselors.
3: Yeah. You don't get
2: the first guy that comes along. It's it's like none of us here have gotten a shot. Why was that? I mean, the media just promoted that.
0: I think time. that's because... Something
3: held you back, the Holy Spirit.
0: I think, yeah. Although I know people, it's I'm sure they have the Holy Spirit, but they still got it and they got the shot. But... Um, well
1: there's such things as a legitimate disease. I mean, Jesus healed everybody that he saw mm-hmm. practically, yeah, there were are sick. diseases right and every and there are diseases today, but uh you get a creation of diseases through through the medical profession,
0: oh yeah, I mean, they probably have killed a lot more people than they've healed, you know these right. hospitals are petri dishes full of the most dangerous infections you can ever see or experience MRSA and that kind of stuff. But Jesus told that, that woman who touched his robe, he didn't say, you're healed because you touched me. He said, you're healed because of your faith. And she said to herself, if I touch him, this is going to work. If I take this little blue pill, that's going to cure my depression. If I go get this operation, that's going to make me well. Well, how do I know I need the operation? Well, Dr. Chinkai Chapman told me I did. Who? That's a joke from around here. There was a guy years ago. Yeah, I think he was Chinese. He yeah. the police officer. Uh, of he in front of a bus here station
3: the killed
0: him. Killed him? Yeah, killed him. Dr. Chapman? Yeah. Why'd they call him Dr. Chinkai Chapman?
3: I never did know, but it was right where Curtis Puppet's greyhound yeah. was. There were oh, two of them that were killed, two police officers.
0: I probably shouldn't use his name to, to it. It just sounded funny. Mm-hmm. And I'd always heard it, but I didn't know the history there. Um, there's quiet doctors, so though. not saying he was, but there are out right there. We had one over in Bland for a long time. He's about 80 years old. Uh, um, they've called him Dr. Feelgood. You can roll through there, you know, 10 o'clock, midnight, cars from West Virginia and Kentucky out in the parking lot. Yeah. He's at the end. I give him a pencil whipped quick physical, and prescribe him some hydrocodone, oxycodone, um, Xanax, stuff he like that. Too. They took his license. Yeah. Yeah. No they jail, and he wouldn't have lost his license if he hadn't failed to keep proper records. He was in. He was legally allowed to do what he was doing, but he did. They they busted yeah. him with because he had taken. You know, I guess he, he didn't put records down for the people that he had prescribed that stuff to. he just get in a hurry and they were piled in there, you know, car loads too. You know, somebody said that car from Kentucky come in there with eight people with back pain.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know, those, those are the pills, those uh, narcotics are very addictive. So that's a bad guy because that stuff has ruined a lot of people's lives. I have a friend dying in a nursing home in her retreat because of that. Nothing else. Just that. You get far enough down the road, what are you going to do? So, uh, yeah, the, the evidence is out there, but it's rarely talked about. Although there many of these studies are in the uh, New England Journal of Medicine, and uh, there's a big one out of London that's uh, got a lot of stuff in it that, you know, makes you it, go, huh, you know? But the the norm is the placebo outperforms the actual drug every time. Um, I know that this was even the World Health Organization before they got completely corrupted. They uh, published a study of these different antidepressants, Effexor, Xanax, Paxil, Prozac. Um, There was one other. And they put a uh, placebo into the study. They put a, um, just a placebo into the group and into the study. And the placebo have as good or better effect than any of those things,
2: any of those other things. And the ones they're pushing now are doing a great job. This COVID-19 immunization stuff. Oh,
0: people have gotten wise to that. Even a lot of the people, I saw a, a, a poll on Twitter just answer this question, uh, choose which one applies. I did not take the covid nineteen vaccines, or I took the covid nineteen vaccines and i'm happy that I did, or I took the covid nineteen vaccines and I wish I had not and that bottom line was quite long. a lot of people took them
2: eighty three percent of this country's population they claim it's taken it 83 percent
0: well again with what with regard to what we 're talking about. I never tell anybody who's had it that goodness. Oh, what about the side effects? What about the blood clots? This, that, and the other. Because you could induce them into believing they're sick, right? Like your buddy at work there at McDonald's. They made him think he was sick because he looked pale and
2: flushed. And he was the same guy that had a diesel little diesel rabbit or something oh, like that. that, he that was- poor dude. <laughs> yeah, we used to do and tell on him. that. We kept on pouring more and more diesel fuel in it every day when it came to work. And he hadn't put any fuel in his, his vehicle for over a month. He said, I'm getting like 500 miles to a gallon. <laughs> and he's driving back and forth, and then all of a sudden, the shoe was on the other foot. They started pulling fuel out of it. Now he was down like three or four miles to a gallon. That poor guy, he should have gone in there with a the machine gun. I think gun. he killed himself. A bit. Hopefully not. No, no I hope,
0: yeah.
2: But we didn't... Busted. he needed it he's one to the people like me
0: <laughs> but yes uh, don't tell somebody that. you know if, if if this is true if if the human being because they are designed by God with an ability to engage the flesh and blood body that we live in if we have that ability and we use it, to send away cancer, um, to heal from uh, severe injuries, uh, immobilizing injuries, heal from depression, to heal your heart if it needs healing. See all the building blocks, think about it now. All the building blocks you need to that your uh, autonomic nervous system and subconscious Mind needs to reconstruct things in your body. They're there. They're already there. All the elements. And what else would explain some of this stuff? That man that wrote that book, his vertebrae healed to the point that he looked normal after all these guys said he'd never walk again everything was restored he said all i did and he said it got to where i didn't have to do it for two hours at a time twice a day it got faster 20 30 minutes Uh, i go through the visualization process the process of believing a good rapport with my subconscious mind i need this i need this right ankle take a look there's something there that needs worked on and I we're, I know you can do it because you've done these other things already I know we can do that and then it happens he said he hadn't had any kind of that sort of pain in coming upon 40 years he's not some kind of an anomaly or a miracle they're all out there the power to believe so relax
2: and Jehovah's eat. witnesses are a lot like that they don't believe in transfusions and all that kind of stuff. Well, you better
0: not get one now unless you, uh... Oh, I really like that. But, uh, then that noise is turbo-chewing a steak bone to rape all of them under the table. Um, and if somebody stomps at him there, he might kind of... <laughs> <laughs> See, somebody needs to go get to the doctor Nice
2: toe back on. <laughs> Are
0: you gonna protect that bone. <laughs> um... Nasty little critter. I, I just, uh, I'll just i just say again, you're gods? What does that mean? I think it means more than you might think it means because all of the examples that I looked at from all of these pointy-headed intellectual theologians, graduates of theological cemeteries, what they said was kind of empty. Didn't make any sense. You could tell they were puzzling over it, but what if it did mean that you've got an awful lot of power that you didn't think you had by simply believing. What did Henry Ford say? Whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. You can curse yourself or you can bless yourself. So maybe we should work toward blessing ourselves. And if you need, uh, I don't know, it was interesting how one of the blind guys that Jesus healed, Jesus used spittle and dirt to make a mud to put on his face. In my personal opinion, I think that that man may have been born without eyes. It happens. And Christ was just making him something. You know? So, uh, yes, we need to give God all the glory. But when you're, when you are equipped to do what he designed you to do, you have an ability that he gave you One of your birthrights, not even as a Christian, but as a human being. All these people healing up from different things, miraculously, are not Christians. They're just using something that the human being has the ability to access. So let us do that. Let us think about it. So, uh, go to uh, Psalm 19. It was talking about meditating. Um, And somebody said, oh, don't you dare meditate. That's that's Eastern mysticism. That's how you want to do that. That's straight out of hell. Verse 14 of Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. I couldn't feel more strongly about this point. We've got these abilities. We've got them. We've got them. Bad back, bad hips, bad shoulder, bad knees, bad ankles. Uh, Oh, I might get a blood clot because I took a vaccine. I <coughs> might say. No, you won't.
3: best thing I've found for back pain is to get you a bar up at the top of the
0: door. And stretch, yeah. Stretch and mm-hmm. hang up there. Yeah, that, that uh, <coughs> Marine colonel that was with us, uh, he's probably on about five foot, six inches tall. But he, he's dealing with back trouble. And I'm sen- I sent him this, this, this study, this book, and he was hanging off of that bar for us to do his pull-ups on over Mm -hmm. Mm there. We had to move it because some screws popped out of that, those braces on that one side. But yeah, he said, hang, you know, Steve Zanich said it was hanging like a bat. But if you believe that that was gonna help, then it does. That's got an awful lot to do with it. Honestly, it's got everything to do with it. What you believe, you know, is it gonna help? Is it gonna hurt? So, um, but all kinds of, everybody, if you're a human being, you have that ability. <coughs> you you have that ability to just instruct your autonomic nervous system to repair your body. Try to stay out from under x-ray machines.
3: I buddy's been sick the ever since Thanksgiving. And he didn't take a death shot. But his his family, his ex, and all the children, the grandchildren, they all took a shot, and they get around, and the next thing, he's sick
0: again. Well, that too. What does he believe is going to (coughs) happen? He can overcome that if he would do it. People do (laughs) do it. How do people do these things? That, That Shackleton expedition, how in the heck did those guys survive? Somehow. I mean, one of them said he saw a fourth person walking with him, and he believed it was Christ. I trust perhaps that it could could have been. Maybe it absolutely was. But um, as you meditate, you know, ask yourself. To,
3: well, you get time to look at Matthew 17, verse 9.
0: Has that got anything to do with tonight's study, or?
3: No, but well, that has been bothering me. All okay, read long. it. Read it. And as they came down from the mountain... Jesus charged, charged them saying, Tell, tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. Well it says again.
0: Oh, I don't know. I never thought of that.
3: Oh. I'm wondering about that again.
2: Well, that's something we might. Are they telling want to... the story again, repeating a story again. <clears throat>
3: Well, if
0: you, if, you, if you read that and, and see that, it's like he's been dead before. It makes you wonder about Melchizedek. Well, he didn't die. Uh, Melchizedek was Jesus Christ. You know, you can't uh, come to any other conclusion. That's in Hebrews 7. But, uh, uh And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus introduced them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. There was no, there was no again in NIV. Well, is that,
1: was that uh, the Mount of Transfiguration? Yeah. Okay, well, he hadn't been raised yet. Well, he hadn't been raised yet. It was the Mount of Transfiguration. is that what that was? Um
0: Yes, that's what was being referred to there. Okay, so that's before his dead. Ray is saying it says again like he had died some time prior. It
3: uh, uh, makes you, you wonder. I read that too early this morning for my brain to be working, so that's <laughs> been on my mind all day.
0: <clears throat> that's that's uh, there might be something there. The amount of transfiguration. <laughs> you know uh, that was a vision Here you had Moses and Elijah right mm-hmm. maybe something there worth studying deeper for sure we're about an hour and seven minutes in but that's ready to wrap it up let's we'll join hands and we we'll get Jerry if you would give us a closing prayer
1: yeah, Father about a to thank you for the mercy we have in Christ the forgiveness and the life we have because we you've allowed us to come to know you somehow, some way you've allowed us to hear your word and respond Lord we thank you so much for that what your word means in our lives how it soothes all of our hurts and calms all of our fears if we put our trust in you. Lord, uh, each person here has needs. And sometimes our needs are hard to articulate. But we know that we can come to you. Yes, Lord and that you hear us, you never turn away. You're always there. Lord, we grateful for that. Now I'm thinking about Reverend Davis's family and what a, a time it must be, a time of rejoicing and a time of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yet, there's a great comfort in knowing that when we leave this body, that we arrive at your side. We thank you for that comfort, may each one of his children and grandchildren, great grandchildren, nieces and nephews, and all those that gather around his, his body tomorrow to Saturday to pay final respects Lord I just pray maybe you'd open a door that each one of them would hear the gospel and really hear it give them ears and eyes to, to see and to hear your word Lord help us as we face today and tomorrow and the next day until you come Lord just give us grace give us Give us the faith we need for the everyday things as Daniel has spoken of. Faith to just believe with all our heart. You said only if we just believe. Yes, God. Lord, help us to just believe and trust you and only believe. And commit our lives and live for you in whatever we do and say. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Jesus name. Thank you.